Hey, everybody. This is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan, a femme over 40 and her friends podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. This is my co-host, Biscuit Reynolds. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Today, I want to talk about gossip um, as a concept and also um, as a person who's experienced uh, a lot of life, right? Okay, so I uh, am, have a Scorpio Venus and a Scorpio Moon and Pluto and Scorpio, a stellium in Scorpio. In astrology, if you have more, three or more placements in uh, one sign, it's called a stellium. Uh, and Scorpio is a sign of deep intensity. It's also a sign. It's it's like the, the depths of the ocean. That's what Scorpio rules. So like the glowy things in the bottom of the ocean, that's like Scorpio's territory. I'm also a Capricorn sun, which is like deep, deep feelings because it's the sea goat, right? While you're like climbing the mountaintop. And then Virgo rising is the constant observer. Like you're noticing things like you're just you're just kind of aware because a Virgo like Virgo is going to come in and tell you how to organize and tell you how things should be. Virgo is very service motivated, motivated by, um, you know, kind of higher ideals and which is really vexing. I don't know a single Virgo rising who doesn't have IBS. <laughs> just going to say that that's irritable bowel syndrome. It's it's yucky tummy times. Um, but, you know, God gives his weakest digestive systems to her hottest soldiers. So uh, I always like to say that. So all that to say is that my like sort of natural personality makeup, um, because I think astrology kind of forms your personality and your life path and your destiny, um, is really into other people and really into being an observance of other people and like finding out more about other people. I have an entire podcast of long form conversations with people because I love to deep dive and I love to connect and talk about the real stuff, not fluffy BS, but like real talk and real feelings and real emotions. Um, and as a young person, uh, I would get kind of caught up in gossip uh, mostly just because I was really fascinated by other people. And um, in many ways, I just didn't have a great self-image. So I didn't trust myself to like go make friends with that person and connect and, and learn from them. I've learned more and more as I've uh, grown. And I want to say like age doesn't necessarily mean wisdom. Um, it's applied experience and, and the wisdom that you gain from really evaluating uh, what you've gone through in life and making new choices and changing, right? Like the world is constantly changing. A lot of people don't change, but I prefer to stay ahead of the curve, right? Like either joy pulls, um, uh, or vision pulls or pain pushes. Right. And I just like have learned that the lessons can be gentler if I'm leaning into joy and leaning into my own growth edge. And I recognized eh, probably in my twenties that like gossip wasn't really for me, that it was, um, when I was engaging in gossip, I was attracting the kind of people into my life that weren't trustworthy, who were manipulative and who just like, you know, I would just evaluate later, like, oh, that person really wasn't for me. And I started to recognize that it was my behavior that was vibing that. Right. And so like you're, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. Um, and that just means like who you are is who you hang out with. Um, and, and, very in a scientifically proven way you become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with um, and the books that you read and i've found that you can really curate your attention and make strangers on the internet uh, a primary influence in your life since um uh in many ways like internet and like ig stories and things like that becomes a parasocial relationship this is why i love reading memoirs i love learning from other people's applied experiences and wisdom because that helps me 
uh, do better in my life, right? Like lessons I can learn from other people before I have to make the mistake. Oh, I love it. I love a shortcut. Um, and there really is no shortcut to growth and learning. You just got to do it. But um, I, I think you can learn the wisdom from other people and apply it in your life. Um, so I started needing to release gossip from my life. And I went into a kind of deep dive of like, what does gossip mean, right? Like, and I learned this in my thirties and I wish I could remember who, who said this, but like, basically there's three different major ways when you're talking about other people, there's, uh, or major intentions, I would say, or categories of talking about other people. There's, um, gossiping for information sharing, right? So like, think about like back in the day before we had Facebook, like, so there was a person in your community who knew who was sick. And who knew who needed to, or, or or that someone in a family died, right? And knew they needed like casseroles and help from the community. So it was out there information sharing about the needs that these people have to connect them, right? So that intention is to be a connector, to be helpful. Uh, but then here's another way that you share information about someone else. Uh, when you're leveraging it for power, a lot of people, this is a Brene Brown derivative, but basically um, a lot of people will leverage other people's secrets um, for vulnerability with other people rather than leveraging their own or their own vulnerability, right? Um, but a lot of people just leverage other people, information and opinions about other people for power. Um, and that's, you know, not a great intention, right? The universe really hears your intention um, with that, right? So if your intention is to help, if your intention is to connect people, that's one thing. If your connection is to harm or to leverage and to have power and control, that's another thing. And then the third category of talking about other people, I would say, is venting. Um, I personally have places and people that I trust for venting. Um, mostly, it's my therapist um, and uh, my coach and my mentor, you know, like people who I can absolutely trust 100%, people who are usually completely outside of any circumstance, so they can give me like more um seeing the forest for the trees, right? Because you're always too much in your own soup to really understand, right? So I can get really good advice from those people. And I'm grateful I've cultivated relationships like that um, to in order for me to kind of get better, right? Um, but then of course you have friends and stuff like close friends um, to figure out how to process what's going on, right? So it's helpful to identify who's trustworthy in that and who is going to um, honor your privacy. Something that's, uh, if you've ever been friends with the Scorpio sun, and I'll say this specifically because like that personality type is like this. So Scorpio is like the detective of the Zodiac. They are going to find out all the information, but they're also extraordinarily private, right? Like there's a lot of privacy in Scorpio. Someone, uh, when I was early in my like blogging career, someone saw my chart and said, wow, you have a lot of placements in Scorpio for someone who's so public. Um, and that is really true. <laughs> But um, here's some more astrology for you. you. Have Mercury and Sagittarius in the third house, which is autobiographical. Um, I really, really, really love to have a purpose to my pain, and so I share a lot um, once I've processed things and once I've uh, kind of come on the other side of things because I want to help other people. Right? It's just really out of a, a motivation for service, um, and so it's interesting, right? Like, so if I'm if I'm sharing a story. Um, it's because I'm motivated to serve other people and to help other people. Um, and purifying my intentions, I've really like quadrupled down on that in the last few years. Um, when I was 40, I had a bunch of stuff uh, fall apart in my life, things that weren't 
set up with the foundation they needed to be in this next level of my life. Um, relationships, um, business relationships, partnerships, friendships, so many things dissolved before my eyes. It was really jarring and really hard actually. And, um, but you know, sometimes information, uh, when you receive it about someone, um, right. Like when somebody shows you who they really are, believe them the first time it's heartbreaking. There's a lot of grief in that, but again, quality of grief is quality of life. And if you can't grieve, you're not going to live, you're not going to live a great life, right? Like you're going to just keep piling that stuff away and then it'll come back and you'll have to pay for it with interest. Um, so I've had to grieve a lot about losing people and letting go of people and letting go of relationships that aren't, um, ready to level up with me. Right. And if you're going to be a person who grows, here's some sad news for you. You're going to lose a lot of friends along the way because you're going to grow through them. Um, and, you know, get yourself an inner circle of people who are also on a growth path who can meet you at your level and keep rising. I'm very inspired by other people who are committed to growth. And that's who I want to surround myself with. And that's who I want to be my primary influencers. So I really think about that a lot in terms of like, um, who I trust with what information about myself. Um, and you know, I am pretty public on the internet, but that's all stuff that I've worked through. Um, and we're going to quote Dr. Brene Brown again, who is a Scorpio. Um, she, God, I think it was the gifts of imperfection, but it might've been daring greatly. It was one of her early books. She talked about like, when you're a person who's public about things you've gone through, when you talk about them, make sure that you've really processed them, right? Like once you make it available to strangers, because you got to think about the people you're talking to and what information you trust them with. Um, I always think about like starting with self, right? And I just did, this is the Leo new moon today that I'm recording this. So I just did this journaling exercise. Thanks to my therapist. He gave me some good questions to talk about boundaries in my life and like really reassess my boundaries. And um, so like boundaries with self, is one of the most important things, right? That's how you show how you love yourself. It's the container you give yourself. Um, but it's also like your standards uh, for yourself because boundaries are a container. Um, so you have the standard, I have the standards that I have for myself, like how I want to show up in the world, who I, who I am and who I'm meant to be. Um, and then I also like to remember as I have high standards, I also have high grace with myself. Um, so like, that I mean, grace is just an infinite resource, right? And grace allows me to be flexible. It allows me to go with the flow and it allows me to like know where I stand, but then also know like what's my capacity, right? Like I may have really strong um, standards for my self-care, but like if my capacity is really low, I might need to just prioritize what my self-care is, if that makes sense. Um, and also uh, just thinking about, so we go from self to inner circle, um, and I've really been studying like what it means to have an inner circle and how to leverage an inner circle to live a more um, intentional life. Um, thanks to John Maxwell, one of my favorite leadership, uh, I think my actual favorite leadership coach and writer. I've read a ton of his books, um, his book, The 21 Invaluable Laws of Leadership. Oh my God, it's so good. And he talks about an inner circle and how important it is to have people that you trust there in your inner circle, right? And it's like trusting them both like with your privacy, but also um, with their honesty and trusting them to be honest with you. Um, because if you surround yourself with people who don't speak the truth to you, this is like kind of what happens in celebrity culture, like how this, how their bad behavior just becomes like this exponentially gross thing because the people in their inner circle aren't holding them accountable and aren't connecting with them and like willing to talk to them about what's going on with them. I remember in my last relationship kind of feeling really like, uh, sad 
because I realized uh, when we were breaking up um, that like there was all this stuff she wasn't telling me. And I felt like not just sad, but kind of betrayed. I was like, if I'm your partner and I'm the person you're marrying, like, why don't you feel comfortable being 100% honest with me? And like, you know, there were, I mean, communication breakdowns, um, lack of safety, lack of um, our love languages being met. Like, we really just weren't on the same page. And and I will say this now, I have hindsight clarity that like we were together like a couple of years longer than we should have been, uh, which is a real shame because like, I really believe that was a lifetime relationship and w invested a ton into it. But you know, people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And I find some of the hardest grief with people who are still living is the recognition that like, I thought this was a lifetime relationship and it turns out it was a reason or a season relationship. Um, but I'm also learning to accept God's will and things and go with the flow um, swifter, right? Like the pain is like acute, but then I actually have practice with that pain. Um, and uh, also, you know, what you focus on is what grows. And so I try to really focus on the people who are showing up for me and the people who are, I, I think, still lifetime friends and um, building those relationships and investing in those relationships and being willing to revise who you're investing, um, what time into. Um, I like to think about too, with gossip and like the people that you're attracting, like, um, if they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. So people who like speak ill of other people, I'm just noticing. Right. And, um, and that will help me adjust how I trust someone or what kind of information I'll share with them. Um, it's also really funny. Um, when stuff goes down, you can tell who's a gossip and who's not, but based on like who really understands what's going on. Um, I like, okay. So being a Scorpio moon and Venus, like I am curious, like, I want to know what's going on with everyone. Like, and I also recognize like getting involved in other people's stuff is messy and not my job. And so once I kind of learned the concept, this was from 12 step recovery of just minding my own side of the street, cleaning it. I have plenty to do in my life. I do not need to worry about mucking up other people's lives. I also know that people need to go through their lessons. So I might see a train collision coming for someone but if they're not directly asking my advice about that train collision or like what's going on for them, it's not my job to tell them about it. Um, I remember after Dara and I broke up my recent, uh, recent ex, it's not that recent, it was three and a half years ago. Um, but like after that breakup, a bunch of my friends were like, yeah, I thought you were settling or yeah, I thought I saw emotional abuse in that relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I was like blindsided. Like I was really shocked by that. But the truth is I wasn't ready to hear it when that person was thinking it. And like, I was like, why wouldn't people tell me? And then I just realized, oh, well, I wasn't ready to hear it. And so some people only understand the language of pain and your girl is learning how to understand the language of joy before pain. Right. So like <laughs> follow your curiosity. Don't stay in your fears. If that's, if that's the one advice I would really give younger Bevan. There's a lot of advice I'd give younger Bevan, but following my curiosity, there are so many paths I didn't follow because I was afraid. Um, and to be honest, I think I was afraid of what it might be like, uh, to acknowledge the truth of that relationship. If I had been even willing to see it. Um, but you know, also you can't tell your friend that like, oh, I think your first, I mean, you can, but I have a lot of my friends who are in abusive relationships just cut me out entirely. Like I am probably the first friend that an abuser wants to isolate the person away from. And that's part of the system of abuse is isolating, um, isolating, right. The people around you or talking for them. Ugh. That is like a big red flag for me when, uh, a person is talking for, uh, 
their partner or a friend or something like that. That's yeah. Anyway, um, I really value honesty and transparency. And I also really value um, making myself a safe space for other people. And that means I've done a lot of work on myself. There's a really great book called Safe People um, that, oh man, if you have a history of abuse or being in abusive relationships, read that book. It's got some Bible verses in it. So you got to be like kind of at least Bible neutral about it, but it's so good. And it's really like honest about like how to assess the people in your life. And when you're raised in an abusive environment, uh, in a culture of emotional abuse, like it's really hard to know what like healthy love is unless you go out and learn it. Um, and I would also highly suggest therapy uh, and or probably and 12 step recovery. Um, Cause it's just, there's just a lot they can teach you about rewiring your brain into a more self-loving environment, right? Like addiction, whether it's about it to stuff or to other people, um, and codependency is a form of addiction to other people, I believe. Um, it's really about filling a hole inside yourself. And if you get curious about like what that hole is or what your needs are, and you're willing to meet yourself, right? You're willing to not abandon yourself. That's where you create a life that's really worth living for you, in my opinion. Um, so living a life through my values really means having good discernment about who's around me and how I connect. Um, I really like tend to trust people right away. Um, I think that's a beautiful part of me. Uh, when you have a healthy self-image, you can view people uh, in their strength zone um, and it doesn't threaten you. And when you have a poor self-image and um, you're really led by your ego, people who have a healthy self-image are really threatening to you. And so you tend to want to tear people down. Um, I don't, I want to build people up. I'm a cheerleader naturally. And it's also like something I really focus on cultivating in my life. Like when I think about my job title <laughs> um, for faculty dance party aerobics, I think about being head cheerleader um, partially because like, I really wanted to be a sideline cheerleader uh, in high school and I never was. Um, I didn't try out because I was fat and I therefore thought I wouldn't be able to make it on the team. And there's no way I could afford the uniforms um, anyway. So it's never too late to have a happy childhood. We're doing inner child healing work um, in this life. And I think going back to high school and having the kind of life I wanted to have then uh, by just getting to do fun cheerleader stuff now is really great. And I wear cheer bows all the time. <laughs> and someday soon, hopefully by the winter, I will have a little cheer outfit uh, for Packy Dance Party, which I'm really excited about. Um, I also have some big ideas for the next uh, aerobics video shoot that I'm going to do. Um, so hopefully someday you'll get to see that and um, it'll be really fun. Um, it's going to be a prom theme. It's going to be really fun. I'm really excited about it. Um, when I was in my late twenties, I was really, <laughs> I have had some charlatans run through my life. You know what I mean? Especially emotionally. And um, in, I'm going to tell you this story. So I've been engaged two times. And, uh, one of those times I, uh, we broke up when I was about 27. My fiance had cheated on me with a friend of mine, um, like multiple States away. We were living in New York. Um, this quote unquote friend was in Atlanta, my hometown of choice. 
Um, and this was back when I thought that people who were queer were automatically trustworthy and people who were fat were automatically trustworthy because I had felt so betrayed by like straight culture and, um, body currency and other people's ideas of what bodies needed to look like. I therefore felt like people who looked like me or loved like me were therefore safe. That was very incorrect. And again, I would suggest reading that book, Safe People, to Bevan at that age. But of course, I can't. I don't have a time machine. Um, but if I did, oh, I'd have a stack of books to send her. Anyway, um, but at that time, like, I really trusted this person. And it turned out she was cheating with my fiance for a really long time. And I have to acknowledge my own complicit nature in that because I did not want to see that. So then all the little warning signs that popped up that things weren't right, um, I just would ignore them and, and flat out ignore them and deny them until finally, like I was, this was back when I lived in Jersey City. I remember we were sitting in traffic um, going from like Bergen County to Jersey City, having gone to the mall with my friend. And she just started yelling at me. She's like, Bevan, you have to see what's happening. Like he is totally cheating on you. And I was like, what? Um, and it turned out he was like, I came home and he was already asleep. And this is back in the day where like um, flip phones, <laughs> flip phones. Um, and I opened his phone. It was uh, charging in the kitchen. I just, I don't snoop. Like, this is the thing. I assume the best in people and I don't snoop because like, you don't go looking for something you don't want the answer to. Don't ask a question you don't want the answer to. Right. And so, um, and also like, I just truly believed I could trust him, like genuinely believed it. And so, but that was a convenient thing to believe. Right. So I uh, look in the phone and it was erased and I was like, huh, that's information. Um, but then of course I believed him when he lied that nothing was going on. And, uh, cause that was more convenient for me to realize. Right. Um, and then eventually he, he did, he, he didn't actually break up with me. He took me out of his top. Uh, he told me he needed some time and space to go live on his own and work on his stuff. Right. And I believe that. So we split up our households and then, um, he took me off his top 10, top eight on MySpace. This is dating me, but it's flip phones in MySpace, everybody. I've uh, grown a lot since then. And uh, he took me out of his top eight. And I was like, what's going on? And he broke up with me in an email. Um, and you know, what's funny is like, after that breakup, I just genuinely regretted that I never made a scene. Like he broke up with me and he never had to see me cry about it. Um, he never like had to interact with me about it. And like, we worked close enough um, to each other. We both worked in North Jersey at the time. Um, I split my time between North Jersey and Manhattan and I could have driven to his office and made a scene. And I really wish I had. <laughs> That's just what he deserved. Um, but I didn't. I maintained decorum because, you know, Michelle Obama did, hadn't even said it by then. But when they go low, we go high. And I've never regretted, like, other than that, like, not giving him a little taste of drama. But, like, um, I rarely regret, I'll say that, um, taking the high road. And because uh, like you have to live with yourself at the end of the day. And I'd rather just like, I, I'll cut people out of the warm sunshine of my life. You know, like I, you get a penalty box um, if I catch you in one lie to me. Once I've caught you in two lies, like I'm not talking to you again. Um, and if I bring up a conflict to someone, that means I really, really trust and love them. Because most of the time, if you're not, if I don't rank you high enough in my life to matter, I'm not going to address the conflict. I'm just going to release it, you know? Um, and I mean, I, I think that's also part of the Scorpio stuff. Scorpio is quick to cut off, um, and protect, which is also fine. Again, when people show you who they really are, believe them the first time. 
Okay, so this is where I learned I needed a bionic bullshit detector. So after the breakup, I kept getting uh, reach outs from the person. So my ex was cheating on me with my friend who went wedding dress shopping with me. So gross. Uh, don't even pretend to be my friend. You know what I mean? At that point, uh, whatever. So her ex, who she was cheating on with my fiance, um, rolled up on me who and she was really hot you know what I mean like really hot and like uh I think at the time like some kind of professional volleyball player in Europe um so I was just like I needed the attention I needed the confidence boost so like at some point when she rolled up again it was like multiple times because this is what happens is like people who are toxic can be kind of relentless and um you know people like attention too I like attention um and so uh what ended up happening was uh she came in kind of reset my timeline like I understood a lot more of like what had happened in those last eight months than I understood when I was denying everything going on and it was like it was almost like I had to go back and this is the grossest part like when you find out someone's been lying to you um, and you have to go back and reassess like what you thought was true with like what was actually happening like that kept happening so that was really um, it was illuminating but it was also really hard and traumatizing to like realize like oh I thought my friend was talking about someone else when she was actually talking about my fiance oh this that this that it was really nuts and it's happened a few times with friends where like I find out that they were lying to me I find out there was a lot going on that I didn't understand and then I'm like re-piecing together how I was perceiving time I really don't like that I like to know where I stand with things and I like people to be transparent with me and um yeah, it's just, it's so unsettling. This is why therapy. Um, so anyway, then the person who was like, I'm rebounding with, which, you know, it was a hot and heavy rebound. Um, and uh, this is, she wanted to get monogamous with me. And I said, no, I'm not going to be monogamous right out of a, a relationship. Like, um, but then she got monogamous with somebody else and didn't tell me and then was still hooking up with me. Um, and like, you know, manipulating me for plane tickets and things like that. So, and gifts. And, uh, so once I realized that this person, uh, was lying, um, and again, revising that history, I like cut them off. We did have a dramatic showdown and I'll say, I feel really good about that one. Um, but I released it and I knew I was like, I gotta learn something from this. So I realized, um, I needed to develop a bionic bullshit detector, how to figure out like whether or not someone is worth my trust and my time. And I have to say like, that was like 14 years ago. And I think I've done a pretty great job developing a bionic bullshit detector. Part of it is you got to trust your intuition. And I think like, this is something I've really learned, like, as I've developed my psychic skills, it's like, it's really in trusting the knowing that comes through. Um, it's also trusting your red flags and trusting the people in your life to talk about and discern those red flags. Cause I'll say like, I've had some times where I've regretted not having connected with other people and compared some stories. Cause that can really help you. Like once you figure out who your inner circle is, you really want to be assessing with them, like what's going on because it'll help you see more. Um, part of why I loved the 21 invaluable laws of leadership teaching about inner circle is that you want to curate an inner circle that fills in your strengths because not everyone has all of those 21 essential qualities of a leader we can grow into them um, but when you focus on your strengths you want to hire for your weaknesses um, if you're creating an organization but also you want to like make sure that your weaknesses are kind of accounted for in your inner circle 
if you want discernment and bionic bullshit detecting, this is these are some paths that uh, work for me. You choose you. Um, not everybody needs or wants an inner circle um, the way I might, right? Like this is all just take what you like and leave the rest, right? Um, let's see. Limit your time with people. If you find that people are like gossiping or not quite like people you really trust, just learn how to limit your time with them. Um, good boundaries, right? Like I love this technique I learned from Midwesterners. Um, you can end, uh, like I find, I have found it hard in the past to like end a conversation when I feel like things are getting too toxic, but, um, I have found there's tremendous power in just removing my energy from situations. And so I learned this from Midwesterners and I kind of love it. Slap your hands on your knees and say, well, and then stand up and get ready to go. Works every time because then they're rude for holding on to you, right? Um, so just like know when things like just start to recognize like and and toxic bells can go off for you and you may not even recognize why. But again, I want you to trust your intuition, like just practice trusting it because eventually you'll realize your intuition was right all along. And of course, we have like hyper wired nervous systems. If you grew up in trauma um, where you didn't get to have an expanded nervous system, like just recognizing that sometimes like you are hyper vigilant and like, you got to let people in, right. It's vulnerability. Read some Brene Brown books. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think also just making sure, um, to go slow with people. Like I, I, the Scorpio moon, I can like be fast friends with people. And what's interesting is like, I can be fast friends with people, trust them as inner circle and maybe not talk to them like more than once a year, once every couple of years. I have some really close friends that I don't talk to that often, but we do stay connected and I continue to trust them because they've never given me a reason not to, right? Um, right, Biscuit Reynolds. Um, so just like remembering that and then also like not giving power to things outside of yourself like recognizing like really who you are and doing the self-work to not abandon yourself and to be your own safe space um, and not taking offense. Like think about that phrase, take offense. I think there's a real hyper um, offended sort of thread of things happening in our culture now. And once I realized that taking offense was giving my power away to other people and also like in, in my podcast with Leah Garza, my most recent one, um, we talked about fat phobia and how like you walk in the world as a self-loving fat person, unaffected by fat phobia, if you don't care what other people think about you, right? Like I exist kind of outside of it now because I live in this way where I just so tremendously value myself. Anyone who's pausing to have a judgment about my body is wasting their time and participating in the patriarchy. And that's not where I want to put my energy. So I just don't let it affect me. I don't take offense to it. Um, fat is not a bad word, but you can hear people's intention about how they're using it. Just like sharing information about someone isn't necessarily bad. Um, it's the intention with which it's shared. Um, and I also just really value loyalty. And I think loyalty is really believing in the person that you're connected to more so than the outside opinions of someone else. Um, and recognizing when someone um, is not loyal. Uh, and, and also extending that to other people. I'm an incredibly loyal friend. I truly do believe in my friends until proven otherwise. And most of the time, most of the time people don't prove me otherwise. It's like heartbreaking <laughs> when people do prove otherwise, but you know, every heartbreak, heartbreak is part of loving and every heartbreak just grows me. And so I appreciate it for the information and I love it and I release it. 
Um, and I wrote down some notes, so I just want to make sure I hit everything. And one of my favorite things about intentions and just living an intentional life and being an intentional person is just continuing to purify my intentions. And I really want to come from a space of how can I add value here? Um, when I think about like the boundaries I need that are different between self inner circle, uh, my companions, my acquaintances and strangers is like, I want to add value to all of them. I want to add the most value to myself and then my inner circle. Right. But like with strangers and stuff like that, I might not trust them much, but I'll assume their best intentions and I'll assume that they're bringing their best self until proven otherwise. Right. And my primary intention with them is just to add value, just like with this podcast, like I truly make this um, because I want to add value to the world. And the reason why I'm able to focus attention on this podcast, on uh, creating Fat Kid Dance Party Aerobics, which is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness. Um, if you've ever been called too much, too fat, or felt too awkward to dance, mine is the supportive class for you. I call it a fitness class because we are moving around and moving our bodies, but really it's an inner child healing. It's a Reiki healing. It's a way to come back to yourself and it's chock full of tools that can help make this life worth living. Um, and I really feel like my primary work in the world is to make life worth living for me and to add value and make it a better place because I was here. I'm able to prioritize that in my life and prioritize living through my values because I'm on hundred percent supported by my Patreon page patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash f-k-d-p which stands for fat kid dance party is my patreon page um it's a membership support site safe and secure server they have amazing customer service you can cancel anytime um that allows folks like you to support creators like me who make work that you value um and i really think when you come to the world with how can i add value here um people will pick up on that and the right people will come to you um and i'm so 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 grateful for everyone past, present, and future who supports my Patreon page because I feel so great to be living this life. I've never felt more in spiritual alignment. I've never felt more in my purpose. And I'm just so grateful to get to create these aerobics and keep making them better. Um, starting at seven bucks a month, uh, you can get access to all of my Zoom aerobics classes, um, which are, there's at least one a week. And, um, and then for 25 bucks a month, you get access to my on-demand library. Uh, there's always six aerobics classes to choose from different times, a 10 minute, a 20 minute, two 55 minute classes, a chair aerobics class and a can of size class, which is slower, more low tempo choreography for use with an optional cannabis experience. All of that, plus a ton of other bonus classes from other body positive instructors I enjoy and self-care parties that I've been recording and continue to record. I freaking love it. Um, there's like a puff and paint class, an art therapy class, um, a group uh, aerobics class, and then I have a few more scheduled for the fall. It's going to be really fun. I'm really excited to keep developing this membership and to keep adding value. I've had it for almost four years, so there's a ton of stuff in there. I even did um, a whole class of, um, it's like it's, I think it's like 15 or 16 episodes now of spiritual self-care lessons where I use my spirituality um, and how I, how I leverage that into self-care rituals, um, if that makes sense. So, you know, my spirituality, I didn't really start the journey until I was 31. And then I just kind of take what I like and leave the rest and keep learning more and keep practicing more. And I think um, rituals, meditation, um, staying tight in is the way to live a spiritually aligned life. And I wanted to share that how to with you. There's also Reiki meditations in there, tons of stuff. So 
I hope you'll consider it. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. If you ever have any questions for me, I prioritize my Patreon babes first. Uh, but then if you're not a Patreon babe, you can still send me an email, fatkiddanceparty at gmail.com. It's helpful to know what you want to hear about. Um, and also, I encourage you to dive into the archives of this podcast. I'm really passionate about showing people all the ways there are to be a happy, successful adult in life. I think a lot of us are raised um, in systems uh, of oppression, like whether that be religious oppression or just like body oppression uh, or the white heterocapitalist patriarchy. Uh, we're really raised to only think there's a couple ways to be a happy, successful adult. And frankly, that's not true. There are millions, in fact. There's billions of people I would say there's millions of ways of being a happy, successful adult because some people overlap, right? Um, I love you a lot. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Bye everybody. I'm doing a postscript. I don't usually do this, but there were two things I forgot to mention in this episode. So number one, sometimes it is way more fun to just observe things and then not get involved, right? And just wait for the story to come to you because if the story is meant to come to me, it will come to me. Sometimes I have noticed some like wacky stuff going on and I really work on my brain and like my thought life. We talk about this a lot in this podcast, but in my thoughts, if I find myself like kind of judging people, I immediately interrupt those thoughts. Judgment is a feedback loop. The more I'm judging others, the more I'm judging myself. The same is true for compassion. So the more compassion I have for others, the more compassion I have for myself. That is the life I want to live is self-compassionate. So I choose compassionate, loving thoughts about other people. So if I'm like observing things and I'm like concerned for someone or concerned about the outcome of like a train I see coming for someone, I just pray for them. I send unemployed angels to go hang out with them. Whatever I can do, I just try to like hold them as whole and complete and purify my thoughts and my intentions with other people. So I find just kind of being in observation rather than in judgment or needing to get involved in the story makes my life a lot easier. And ultimately, all the information that's meant for me is going to come for me. Um, and the other thing I just thought about is just I choose peace. I choose a peaceful, calm life. And I find that people who prioritize gossip or really get into gossip. Um, and there's a couple people who are like close to me in my life who gossip a lot. And I just have to veer the conversation away direct the conversation or limit my time with them, right? And I really have to work on that because they're people, for many reasons, I choose to keep in my life, even though they're not necessarily a full values alignment. And sometimes you don't choose the people you're around, right? So I just wanted to make those two points. I meant to make them in the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to my postscript. Bye, everybody. <laughs>